remote engineering staff um, to supplement people's regular staff? Um, whether to supplement the regular staff or if any startup or organization wants to have distributed uh, teams around the world globally, basically. Um, okay. It's an either or situation for us. And okay, so is it, but it's staff as opposed to like software, right? Uh, no, it's uh, basically software engineering. Right, but you're not providing, a, you're not selling a software package, you're selling engineers. Yes. And staff. But yeah, okay, yes. good. I just wanted to make sure I had it clear in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that basically is uh, what is on the agenda right now. Uh, we don't, uh, for the packages, that's a sister concern. Gaper is primarily scouting top global talent, and um, uh, these software engineers are up for hiring. Excellent. Okay, right. cool. I just want to make sure, because there's a couple questions about Gaper in here, and I just want to make sure I um positioned it properly <laughs> no, no of course it makes sense everybody needs to know about what gaper is all about because we are new in the market and hence we are reaching out to all these um engineers and uh, venture capitalists and anybody and everybody who moves and talks about remote employment because gaper is all about remote employment yeah yeah perfect and i'm so, a big fan <laughs> <laughs> perfect that's cool um, so where should we start? Let's start with a little about yourself and uh, your work experience with Brightwork and anywhere else if you've worked. All right, great. So I started out as an accountant. I'm a CPA. I have my master's in taxes. And so I started in organizations uh, as a CFO. And over time, I had my own consulting company where I did part-time CFO for a number of different companies. And eventually, Brightwork basically just took me on board, and I've been there about 20 years now. Great oh, company. That's, yeah, that's, a great that's company. a long journey we have there. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time, especially in software. And, and um, I think a, there were a number of people that have been there about the same amount of time as I have. People... You know, if you're a bright worker, you come and you stay. It's just a lovely environment and culture to work in. Um, so anyway, I, I, when I came to um, Brightwork, I started as a part-time CFO. And then I just grew and grew in the company. And I've always had a little bit of a flair for operations. And so over the course of time, I, am, I still take care of finance, but I also take care of all of the customer success team which means as soon as someone purchases our software, from then on, they get taken care of by my team. That sounds so interesting. I work with um, remote, uh, I work remotely. So when I first started with Brightwork, they had an office in Boston, which is where I'm, I, I live outside of Boston. And then they moved out to Washington State. And so I work remotely for... Hello? Team works remotely as well. So we have an office in Ireland and we have offices throughout the United States. We have one in France. And basically we, we work in a distributed way all the time. So I manage my team remotely and they manage project management, you know, the project management and other organizations, they manage it remotely as well. So that's interesting, which is why I guess you found Gaper to be extremely interesting and sort of 
where you stand, Gaper, is more or less all about, um, they have the same concerns. Yes, yes, exactly. So, for example, you, you, you bring engineers, remote engineers, to work on the teams, and we do a similar thing with project management. And we, from time to time, have engineering done remotely as well. Interesting. That's, that's cool. Yeah. And what we find is that, so as far as Brightwork is concerned, my, as soon as someone purchases our, our software, they also purchase services. And one of my very experienced customer success architects will help them deploy. And 98% of our deployment is done remotely. And a few reasons for that. First of all, you can have this really awesome talent as a member of your team. Mm -hmm. um, so you get the quality of it. The technologies today so support remote, you know, <laughs> just like you and I, here we are on, <laughs> on Zoom. Like it, this is just the way of the world. So the technologies really support our, our business model. But also it's far less expensive because when you purchase services, we can break them in down into half, uh, we'll work with you for a half hour here and an hour there. So a day of services can last two weeks. So that as with how Gaper works, Brightwork is the same way. The cost implications are phenomenal. I mean, it's just phenomenal how much you can get done at a Indeed. much uh, less cost point. Yes. That, that's true. I think that is why a lot of um, traditional workspaces are going remote as well because they've seen the positives of uh, going remote, especially where costs, uh, cost cuts are concerned. Instead of laying off employees, they have um, asked employees to go home and work. Yes, yes. And what we find is that it's a huge perk to our employees. So we need very high-end talented consultants on our team that really understand business as well as our software. And that's not an easy combination to get. So we can hire anywhere in the country because once we hire them, they can work from home. So we can find talent wherever, wherever the pocket of talent might be. And from their perspective, they get to work remotely, which means they don't have a commute. And especially in larger cities like New York and LA and Boston, Commuting into Boston is crazy. LA is really crazy and, and New York as well. So they, we, we, we give them more quality of life. And when they are, yeah, it's great. And so, so we're able to attract really high level talent. Like you, you, like you talk about the top 1% of engineers because we're giving this, them this incredible benefit. That's, that's true. Um, so how do you think Brightwork can enable remote working on a larger scale? Um, are you primarily working within the confines of United States borders or are you looking for project managers outside of United States as well? So we are, our parent company is actually in Ireland. So we're, you know, we're a wholly owned sub here in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, we have customers all over the world. Um, name of, of what about uh, these countries as in uh, what's your portfolio over there so for example we have a lot a, a lot in the United States Canada Mexico we right. have a, a lot in Europe meaning Ireland England um, France uh, Germany you know we have a lot in the European countries and then we have some 
in um, other countries like India, and but that wouldn't be one of our major markets. But uh, we have we have customers all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so now that you are expanding your uh, your uh, client base larger beyond um, the borders of Ireland, your parent company, and the USA. What about workers? Or is it just the clients that you are tapping in for, um, you know, globally? So, yes, we will need, the more we expand, the more we will need people to be in the right time zones. Mm -hmm. um, we do that sometimes through, like you say, hiring third parties or partners. Uh, that's how we've handled it so far. All right. Um, so how, how do you think organizations like Gaper can enable organizations like yours further scale remote working opportunities on a global perspective, whether it's project managers, whether it's software engineers, whether it's beyond just these two capacities and, you know, um, which other um, traditional working environments can be uh, made more fluid in your opinion? All right, great. So we have, a, we have our own software, and mm -hmm. so we have a development team over in Ireland. And what we do sometimes is we will farm out chunks of the development because, number one, we don't want to take the risk of hiring employees that if, if we just need them for a certain period of time. So we, we, use, we use this type of thing to, like if it's a project, and we want to get one chunk of work done or a very specific um, piece of uh, technology where we don't have that expertise on staff and we don't need it long term. We need it for six months to a year. So that's another great way um, to use, you know, to use other resources for a short term basis because, again, you reduce the cost. And secondly, you reduce the risk because once you hire someone, um, especially the, the laws in Ireland are a little bit different. And once you hire someone, you can't just like let them go. You, you know what I mean? You, there's a much, um, you take an investment in that person. And so we don't want to hire people that we, we know we won't have work for long-term. So that's another reason to, to, you know, we have a peak of work and, and it may last, you know, six months to a year. And then we supplement in order to get that done. So you go contractual in that case. Yes. Um, so do you go back to the same vendor or do you shop for more options? Well, we just recently started to use this as an option. So we're, we, we shopped a number of vendors, yes. Right. Um, how do you think Brightwork enables remote working on a larger scale? And uh, what do you think is the future of remote working where Brightwork is concerned, where places like Gaper is concerned or any other, um, you know, company is concerned? Where do you think um, remote working is going from here onwards? Yes. Yeah, so remote working is here and is the future. Um, I don't think it's for everyone, but we we've lived like this my my company has lived like this for a long time and it just works so well for us because we're able to offer a quality of life to our employees like for example when my children were younger i could leave in the middle of the day go to a soccer game and come back 
as long as I worked, you know, earlier and later, that was fine. And we would have been very, very flexible about that. Um, as far as Brightworks software, we, we're a collaboration project management tool. So that is exactly what we're doing. We bring people together to collaborate in the software. It's a great working tool and organizer for the team itself. And from an executive perspective, it gives visibility. You can see where the projects are. We work a lot with IT. And so therefore, you know, they, they usually have multiple projects. They may have one skill set that they need to use on different projects. And so we can help, help with all of that, the management of that. And the, like I said, the, the executive can have the visibility into what's going on where that was not always possible before. Um, what sort of projects or project management case studies do you have uh, in your portfolio? Is it the same thing across the border or do you have different multiple projects and project management case studies or is it yes. strictly IT based? It's, it's, it's IT based, but it's in a variety of uh, industries. So we're, you know, we have a ton in finance, government, mm -hmm. um, Law firms, legal, um, some major law firms. Um, we do a lot in, um, we have one major customer in retail. Uh, we just have, we have a number of different industries. So what they do might be different. So we work with IT, but we're working with the business issue of that particular company. We also have a lot in oil and gas where they're trying, where they need to manage their capital resources in different places wherever they have you know, their, their assets. Um, and do, when do they need to be repaired? And, you know, all the practical things that an oil and gas company might have to deal with. So you're dealing, we work with IT, but we're dealing with the business problems from all these different industries. No, that I understand because IT is the base of your particular project management system. Uh, what I meant uh, more was um, the project management business side of things. Uh, who does it cater to? Does it cater to strictly IT businesses um, for project management uh, cases for IT or other businesses like you already have answered? So that was basically my question about it. So, um, yeah, yeah we, we go across all different industries. Because the IT in all these industries, right? Right. So uh, because project management used to be a very strictly traditional sort of um, in the office based project manager sitting there checking things off the checklist, this, that, the other, you know. So now yeah. that um, things like project management going remote, I think probably is uh, revolutionizing remote employment even further because people had a very narrow-minded approach that it's strictly IT based and just that industry in particular, obviously the base uh, management systems and all that is IT based. You can't go, um, it, it's nothing beyond that. But um, different companies coming on board and helping things, you know, um, having a bit of a, what do you call it? Mixing up of um, yeah, diversity. In the yeah. All right. So Sounds we actually have, oh, sorry, just one comment on that. Of course, of course. We yeah, so we, we, the way our software works is you can turn on features as you grow and learn, and mm -hmm. all the best 
you know, um, best practices are baked into the software. And so we, we also cater to what we call the accidental project manager. Like for example, it might be a marketing person or it might be, it could be anyone that has a project that they need to manage. And they may not have any training in project management. And so therefore the way our software is structured, it provides the infrastructure of the different things that you may need to take into consideration, like risks or whatever. And you can shut them off and turn them on when you're ready for them. So you, we, we act, there's an embedded training within our software as well. We tend to end up at IT, that would be the number one thing, but we have a lot, we do a lot helping people along. So taking, uh, basically hand-holding them through the whole process of project management. Yeah, the software actually handholds them because it, 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 it's going to prompt you to the different things that are important that you may not know are important. That's, again, that's revolutionizing, I would say, because I've never really heard project management being of this scale. And um, it's, I think it's a good approach for the whole world to basically start looking at each and every industry and uh, how to incorporate such mechanisms like Brightwork has, like Gaper is doing, like other companies are doing, and you know, basically enabling people uh, freedom, companies' freedom, startups' freedom, employees and employers the freedom to do much more and a much less amount of time. Exactly, exactly. In my role, in a, I'm not particularly technical, Mm -hmm. So I also come at remote teams from a very different perspective, more the softer issues. So mm -hmm. for example, how do you manage a remote team? So I've managed my team for years remotely. And so there's, you know, there's a lot of key elements that you need to be taking into consideration. For example, you need to be very specific and very clear what the job is, what the requirements are. Um, set very fair goals and monitor those. You know, so, so we have a dashboard where we monitor all the goals of everyone on my team. And those teams, th those goals can be different. But also, um, how do you build rapport remotely? I've had employees that have worked for me for years before I ever met them in person. Um, you know, it's nice to have Zoom and Skype and all kinds of stuff to see them, but really to sit in a room with someone is, is quite different. So how do you do that? So a lot of what I work on with my team is, how do you manage remote teams to make them productive, to make them happy, to make them feel like they're part of, you know, of the organization and they're not, because we, we have a headquarters and then we have remotes. So what I would say is that there's a lot that goes into that that's a little bit softer and how do you build trust? How do you hire people who you know can work remotely or you think can work remotely? Because not everyone is good at working remotely. They get distracted. They may need more, you know, contact time. So hiring the right people that have are predisposed and are able to self-motivate and to keep going when they don't have a team around them and no one's looking over their shoulder. And I think what it comes down to is the ability to be, like I said, clear responsibilities, clear deadlines, fair goals and building trust with them so that I know I can pick up the phone at any time and they'll help me out. Um, and I know they also do that for my customers. That same um, relationship that I built with them, they, they trickle that down to the customers. And so the, our customers love us because we're just there for them.
Um, but hiring and motivating and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's really interesting. I've, I've actually, um, I teach at a personal development school and we have a set of what we call profiles and defenses. Mm -hmm. And that has actually helped me a lot because you can see what their defense is and you can see what their profile is. In, in one profile, like a charismatic leader could be motivated in one way, whereas a creative idealist, is, these are just two of the names of the people, that, of the profiles, they're motivated in a different way. So how do you motivate the team? How do you keep them going? How do you make them feel close? That is the part I work on a lot because, uh, you know, managing my team. So um, over the years, the challenges that you faced, have they increased or decreased in terms of, like you said, trust level, communications, motivation. So all these, um, this mix of different uh, components of making remote working work, has the challenge eased up over the years, increased over the years, become different over the years? What's your take on it? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So I would say, hands down, from a technology perspective, it has, it's just light years away from where I first started. I used to log in on a VPN, you know, a phone line. This is 20 years ago. So the, the technology is amazing. Indeed. Really amazing. And that's the number one big change. There's also a difference in um, a culture. Meaning, over the years, as the technology has supported it, it's just become more and more common. So it's more accepted. You know, like at first when we were, we would have our remote teams, we'd make sure that their backgrounds were really, looked like they were in an office. And now that's not how people are. They're very accepting um, that, that people work remotely. So that has changed a lot. The things that have stayed the same are the basics. Make sure they understand what their job is. Give them goals. Communicate. Monitor the goals. Because it's the making sure that you keep them engaged all day. That's, you know, especially when you can't see them. They're probably on a different time zone. or the, You know, that's where the, the challenge is the same. The people issues are the same. The technology and the culture around, you know, working remotely has come light years ahead. That, that would be my view. That's, that's quite an insight, I would say. Uh, <laughs> and one other thing that popped into my mind while you were uh, sharing your insights, I think about the person that, you know, the good fix of a person who knows his job as well as knows how to work remotely. Um, in your opinion, suppose I have this person in front of me, this project manager who's an amazing project manager. However, he's terrible at remote employment and then there's <laughs> an amazing remote employ, um, employee but he's you know not a bad project manager but good enough not his skills are not up to the mark as uh, person a in your opinion how do you manage either one of them which one would you hire if you have only one place or would you hire both of them and train them in a certain way you know because these are real life examples yeah yeah. So what I've done with both of those, both of those situations is I have what I call a biz ops team. Mm -hmm. And so say, for example, someone's really great at project management, not so good at remote and vice versa. Mm -hmm. What you really need is that what that means is they probably in my 
<laughs> terminology is they're probably one profile versus another profile. And so what I do is I pair them up. So if someone is really great at project management, but isn't so good about organizational skills and getting, you know, keeping booked up all the time, I'll, I will pair them up with what we call a knowledgeable achiever who schedules for them and keeps them motivated and keeps, keeps the flow running so that they stay engaged. Because that's really the most important thing. Once they get work and they're usually all fine, it's the making sure that they get up in the morning and they, you know, they're logging in and they're working all day long to the best of their ability. So what I do is I supplement that with like a, what we call, <clears throat> excuse me, a biz ops team, which allows them to focus on what they're good at and then bring in other resources to help them with the things they're not good at. And vice versa, if someone's not as great with project management, but is excellent at, um, you know, working remotely and making the appointments and da da da, then we bring in, you know, we allow them to have the technical resource that they may have, may, they may need from time to time. Um, and, and again, in your experience, both employee A and employee B, how have they fa fared over the years? Um, have they both sort of achieved their goals of becoming better at what they were not so good at? I would say that the one that's really good at project management, that's a little bit easier because what I do is I give them infrastructure mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, just bloom. The ones that aren't as good at project management, that's a little bit harder. So I would say it's that the, the category of someone who really knows what they're doing, we can supplement the infrastructure. That's easier of, of the two scenarios. So summing it all up, you know, right work and remote working, in just a few lines, what, what do you want, how would you want to sub, uh, sum up all that you've shared right now with us? Great. So clearly I'm a big fan. I am a remote worker. I reap all the benefits of work, working remotely. And I therefore am very appreciative to my company. And I show that by giving my all because they're allowing me these other personal things that are really important to me, like being a mom. <laughs> um, I also think that, that as I manage my team that way, like I mentioned earlier, it trickles down because that's what I want my team to do when they're working with the customer. I want them to be just so engaged and so helpful that I treat them a certain way because then I see them treat others a certain way. So and happy employees are, uh, get happy customers, that's for sure. They, our customers are so loyal. They love us. And, I, and one other piece, about um, three years ago, I cut back my hours at Brightwork in order to do a project. Um, and I actually have a website called JoyceWelsh.com. And, and basically, it's about all of these. I do videos. And it's about all of these, taking a lot of the issues from the workplace and coming at it from a very different perspective. So we talked about those soft issues of, of um, managing a remote team. It's that kind of stuff. It's a very different way to look at stress or conflict. Um, this profile system gets explained. So I really felt so strongly about the things that I've done at Brightwork that I'm, I carved out a day or so a week where I just work on that, bringing it to other people, especially you know, people new to the workforce that you can, you can work in a very different collaborative kind of way 
And um, the other piece would be, you know, startups and anyone worried about corporate cultures, small entrepreneurs, like here, here's a resource. And it's really about strong, positive corporate culture. And so I have a website with all kinds of recordings that are, you know, remote teams is just one of them. But I'm a real big believer that, you know, when you do things from the heart, you, you can have amazingly successful teams. And my team at work, they are incredibly successful. We beat our goals every year. And it's because we, we bring our hearts into work. I think that makes a big difference. Wow. That, that's fantastic. And thank you so much, Joyce. It was such a pleasure talking to you. And I think I learned quite a bit about uh, not only remote working, but passionate remote working. And being a mom, I'm pretty sure you can't be a remote mom. That's definitely an on-site <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, that wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely an on-site job. Uh, but thank you so much for giving us this interview. And we'll definitely re-engage with you uh, for something different, but something as, um, and I would like just as much of a passionate interview that I just had. It was oh. amazing talking to you. Thank you. It was very nice talking to you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.